0: I'm here at 88.9 The Bridge. Our guest here today is a first grade teacher at Spirit Ridge Elementary in Bellevue. She's taught for 14 years now and got her master's degree in 2012. She started her teaching career in Belize and is now taking classes to teach special education. Welcome to the show, my mom. Hello. So, how did you become a teacher?
1: Well, I sort of have a roundabout way of going about the process of becoming a teacher. My bachelor's degree is in psychology, and I knew I wanted to have some sort of job where I was in a relational um, field working with people. And uh, so things changed, though, because I moved to Belize. My husband is Belizean, and after we married, we moved to Belize for two years. And I was trying to find some sort of job... Psychology related while I was there, but nothing opened up. And then I was offered a position um, at a private school to teach first grade. And I ended up just immediately connecting with the kids and learning how to teach just as I went along. And I really enjoyed it. And I taught first grade there for two years. And then we moved back to the States. Um, to the Seattle area. And I was not able to teach at that point because I didn't have a degree to teach um, in the United States. And so I taught pre-kindergarten for four years. Um, Then I had some years off when I was home with my young children. And eventually I went back to get my master's in teaching. And I work in the Bellevue School District.
0: That's very interesting. What would you say is the biggest difference in teaching in Belize versus teaching in America?
1: Mm. Well, first of all, I have to say that the school I taught at in Belize was a private Christian school, and so the experience there would have been different compared to the government schools. Uh, the school I was at in Belize was a very small school, and so my class uh, one year was only 10 kids and the next year was 12 kids and so I feel pretty spoiled to have um, felt how great it is to have a very small class um, and then of course um, teaching uh, a religion or a Bible at the Christian school is a big difference. Um, also the school had a large international population so Many kids were just living in Belize um, for a year or two, and then they had plans to go back to their home.
0: How was it trying to relate to the kids in the school when you were new to Belize? You just came here out of college.
1: Uh, Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, Like I said, it was a very international population, so I did have students from the U.S., um, I had a mix of kids from um, I had ta- Taiwanese kids, Venezuelan kids, British kids, Belizean kids. Um, so I just enjoyed it so much. It was really fun getting to know them. And um, just, it was, it was uh, so I had to get used to their accent. And so what teaching kids how to read was sort of interesting because the way that we pronounce things here in the Washington area is not the same as their pronunciation there. And so I had to sort of adjust the way that I was teaching um, to make sure I wasn't uh, just teaching my accent.
0: Hmm. So I understand that you have a voice disorder. Can you tell us a little about, a little about that and how that affects how you teach?
1: Yes, so during those years when I was not teaching and when I was home um, with my young children, I developed a spasmodic dysphonia, which is a neurological voice disorder that causes the vocal cords to spasm. And I have had um, numerous... Uh, Ways of dealing with that. I have had Botox injections as well as I have had four different surgeries now. Um, it's still something that I deal with. Um, and in teaching, I deal with voice fatigue. Um, so talking all day long gets really exhausting. And um, so, yeah, teaching physically wears me out because of just talking so much.
0: Do you use a microphone or something?
1: I do. I have a microphone at school and that helps tremendously.
0: So what would you say is your biggest job as a first grade teacher? Like what takes most of your time and energy?
1: Well, the most um, exciting area of curriculum to teach first gra- a first grader is reading because they're still very much beginner readers and they just explode in their reading skills throughout the year so it's very rewarding for me as well as them and so I always tell the parents just get ready for like to see a huge difference in your child with their reading from the start of the year to the end of the year it's very fun to see so reading is just huge um it impacts every other subject area mm-hmm. um but one thing that can be exhausting to just take my energy is uh, dealing with the emotions of a first grade class <laughs> whatever that may be um just handling the social situations um that kids deal with um just navigating navigating friendships and um, working through a lot of that. So that does take a lot of my time in teaching as well.
0: And what about teaching writing? Is that hard to teach at the same time as reading? Cause they're just learning kind of how to read. So how does that fit in with writing?
1: Uh, yeah, so I was surprised actually when I came to my district and I saw the rubric of what's expected for a first grader and what is expected is that they learn to write with a topic sentence and then the body has three details and then a connected closing sentence and um, like you said these kids are just learning to read but they're able they're able to do this most of them are able to do this as well as just learning how to write with a capital letter and at the start of a sentence and punctuation at the end and spelling and just how to form their letters correctly. Um, it's, it's a lot to ask of a first grader, but they have, many of them rise to the challenge.
0: What are some differences you notice if you remember from when you were a kid to what you teach now?
1: Well, I think that's the biggest difference right there is the writing. Because I actually have some writing samples of what I used to write. um, And it was much, much more simplified and basic than what kids are expected to write now. Um, However, we had a bigger emphasis when I was in school for um, writing legibly and penmanship. And we don't spend a whole lot of time on that now in school. Um, just like even later when when we learned, uh, third in third grade, we learned cursive writing. And that's something that some school districts have completely eliminated. So I think that's the biggest difference.
0: So if I remember correctly, you are learning to teach special ed, is that correct?
1: Yes, this year I'm getting my special ed endorsement. And after this year, then that would give me the choice to be able to um, choose to be a special ed teacher if that is what I want to pursue.
0: So if you choose not to pursue that, what would, how, how could you use the things you're learning in that class to teach regular students?
1: So uh, I... I have special ed kids in my class just about every year, and they have very unique needs. And so my biggest hope from this program that I'm in is that I am able to learn skills to um, just learn how to help them more. Um, maybe some different strategies that will help um, help with their learning. Sometimes I can, sometimes right now I feel sort of stuck, and I feel like I've used all the tools that I have to help some children, and so I'm excited to be learning um, new things. Um, one thing that I have been challenged with is just the thought that every special ed kid um, needs to be challenged. Um, so, children with disabilities, we know that. Learning is harder for them in different ways, but um, they all deserve to be challenged and supported along the way. And also another thing I've learned and, and we've discussed in my class is that um, we need to teach our students to become self-advocates and to be able to identify within themselves what they need from the teacher and their school experience. and. Um, So I'm really challenged to be able to do that with a young first grader, to be able to have them say what they need from me.
0: Hmm. So what are some of the upsides and downsides for teaching in this COVID time?
1: Well, I am doing the teaching from home. Um, The downside is just relational it's hard it's hard to build those relationships with uh, the students and them with each other. I know they miss each other so much and they miss their time playing on the playground together um so that's the hardest part is just the distance through the computer just you know makes it harder to build relationships um the easier things about it I suppose I don't know I think I have a little bit more time because I'm not traveling back and forth from school um just things little things like I don't have to pack a lunch before school you know I can just sell my lunch break just go to my kitchen and and uh just eat my lunch um I enjoy being at home with my son, Miles, you (laughs) and my cat. It's kind of fun. Um, Having a pet, we call him our class pet. We have a cat named Tommy. And the kids um, think it's really fun that we have a class pet. And I include him on on the camera sometimes and the kids always say hi to him.
0: (laughs) That's great to hear. But going back to some of the negatives, I suppose, How do you think the kids will be affected that ended kindergarten online and are starting first grade perhaps for the whole year they're going to be online?
1: Uh, One of the things I'm noticing that probably is not as good as my students have done in the past is spelling because normally in class. Um, when I see their work, I am walking around the room and I am checking their work. And uh, we have a word wall at school, and so if the kids get stuck and not sure where to no, not sure how to spell something, I just point it out to them on the word wall. Um, so that's one thing that I think is a is a difference, is they don't have that immediate feedback for me walking around the room checking work.
0: Do you think they could be impacted socially going forward?
1: Hmm. I don't know. I think they're going to be just so happy to be back with each other. Um, I I think they'll be all right. Kids are pretty resilient.
0: It's nice to hear. So finally, what's a piece of advice you would give to younger teachers or people that want to be teachers that are just starting?
1: I would say, um, do not feel like you have to take on all these new subjects, um, with mastery, especially in the elementary when, um, we're teaching every subject. Um, I, I would say just take it slow and just choose one area to really emphasize on, um, to start.